this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Parkin. How's your week been, Parker? Yeah, it's been good. Been good, mate. Yeah, since uh, since Sunday, it's been it was an unbelievable result, wasn't it? Just just a great day all round, really. But yeah, it's it's a good way to kick the week off. Yep. Also joining us on the show, we've got Tanzin Corcoran. How's uh, how's your week been, Tanzin? Been good. Easy going now because we've got a week off. Yeah, one of the stars of the uh, Salford Devils, ladies. Uh, what you know? What a great season so far you've had. I know it set off with Swinton, and then we've just been going up, and I've been improving more. So there's loads to go on this week's show. Uh, we've got to look back at the Wakefield win. Uh, we'll look back at the ladies' victory as well. We've got all the big news that's coming out of the club, and then we'll preview the game against uh, Warrington on Sunday. So we'll start uh, with two wins for Salford Devils. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Devils were victorious against Wakefield at home. They won 74 points to 10. Parky, talk us through it. Uh, well, I mean, where do you start with that? I'll be honest, after about six or seven minutes, I thought, here we go again. Mm. From the first kickoff, we give a, a penalty away straight away for a tackle in the air, before even a tackle had been committed. Then we drop the ball, and then they go and score, and you just think, it's not our day, is it? How wrong I was. Uh, it was an absolute procession. Some, I've, I've listened to people, I've read Twitter, I've, you know, everything else, and yeah, Wakefield weren't great. I'm not going to say they were, but some of the tries we scored the other day, was oh, they, they, it was phenomenal. Yeah, they, we, we worked out early on how to get around them. There was no good taking Wakefield on up the middle because their pack was... He's bigger than ours. Most teams, he's bigger than ours, unfortunately. That's just the way it is. But we let that ball do the work. And, uh, I mean, some of the handling, obviously the conditions help, but just absolute first class. It was, it, it was just so exciting. Every time we got the ball, you just think, we're going to score. We had him on toast. Some individual performances were, were out of this world. And, you know, yourself last week, I was critical of the last couple of weeks. The OKR game, the Wigan game, just weren't good enough. And certain players needed to stand up. And did they? Some players out there who, who I think have let us down a little bit recently, who were just just ripped it up. And once we got on top, there was there was no looking back. It was it, it's one of the it's probably one of the best these players I've ever seen in, you know, what, forty odd years. It was uh it was first class. To beat a super league team like that, not just I know we beat Cass by seventy at at Weldon Road last year. That was against, you know, basically their reserves, wasn't it? This was a, a you know, a strong Wakefield side who had less players mes- missing than we did. Just brilliant, great to watch. And I just wish it could be like that every week. Taz, what's it like playing in a team that when it just clicks, you know, you, you end up scoring tries and making chances? What's it What's it like? It's amazing. It's more like coming from your heart. And your f- it's strange when you, when you get the insights of a player, mm. how it works and what, you know, what you look for, um, but you, you don't always see as a fan. I said that last week, didn't I? It's strange since I've moved stands. Mm. I would see things differently, even though you think you know the game inside out, but then you see certain things. Yeah, just just going back to, to Sunday, um, the, the the one thing before the game that worried me was was Wakefield's pack. Mm. I knew, I knew I, I, we've said it all, all along, our backline will score tries against anyone. Yeah. If, if you get position on the field, but we have to set that, we have to be dominant. And our forwards on, on Sunday were first class. Absolutely, every single one of them. We made good meters, but we, we it looked like we bullied Wakefield. 
and put them on the back foot and then the outside backs have all the joy they had all the freedom but it wasn't just the fact that we'd, we'd made a lot of meters we decided to attack from inside our own half mm. and Wakefield just didn't know how to cope with that they couldn't handle the speed we talk about the Paul Rally way playing what you see and you know I saw that I thought couple down the middle suck the, suck the defense in and then we've got sort of so sort of real danger on on the on the on the backs on the on the outside Taz and you know the Paul Rally where you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and it it certainly works Sunday yeah it definitely did you could tell though when I watched the game the forwards were just shooting like not all of them was and then the outsides were just stood still and if you stood still against like the wingers like Joe Burgess and Ken CEO when he gets the ball they're gone there's not a chance so much pace. And so much power on that on the outside and creativity at Parky. I thought Ryan Briley, uh, Brody Croft, Mark Sneed attacking the line, committing defenders. You know Wakefield's edges just are all at sea uh, for for most of the game. I think I think that's the the triangle that we've looked for all year, isn't it? It's, it's mm. the thing that obviously Paul Rowley knew what he wanted. He knew he needed a scrum half. He went out and got Mark Sneed. He, he's always been a massive fan of Ryan, so he knows what he gets. But for me, Brody Croft. I mean, every week he just gets better and better. He said when we signed him, I, I was I was shocked that we'd signed him because of the player that I'd seen in Australia that I, I knew it, what he could achieve and at, what, 24 or whatever, he still had a massive future ahead of him. And that on Sunday was a masterclass. Absolutely brilliant. He took, every time he took him on, you could see they were terrified. Mm. They didn't know whether he was going to step, you know, just drop his shoulder and go, or just, just offload the ball. But every time he did, there was always somebody there, you know, on either side. But certainly on his right-hand side with Cal Watkins, Dion Cross and then and then Kenny Seo. Just made it look easy every time they got the ball. But yeah, I think I think that, that them three as a, as a pivot were, were, were brilliant. You know, obviously, I mean, Ryan gets two tries out of it. Brody gets his first for us. Um, and I, I've got to say, I think it's probably Mark Sneed's best game in a Salford shirt since his return. He has had a couple of decent games this year, but that uh, his kicking game was on point. But he's actually he took the line on. And again, another player, they just couldn't handle him. When he did take the line on, I think it surprised Wakefield a bit because he used to him just tipping the ball on and being involved, but sort of getting us around the park. That's more his job. But he, he was so much involved and uh, I think it caught Wakefield out a little bit. And it was a ruthlessness for me, Taz, that... Error by Wakefield, score by Salford. And I don't I think weirdly, Wakefield kept trying to kick short and mm. kept turning the ball over and kept giving us a ball, which is a strange thing in that situation when you're getting battered. Definitely. Because they kept kicking to CEO, didn't they? Mm. And every time he was under it. And it was always the left hand side as well that they went to. Mm. And I think once it played off into it, yeah. they got which the ball weird. back. Yeah. So you wouldn't keep doing it if it weren't working. Well, they did, luckily for us. So it was, it was like to say, champagne rugby parking. You know, we, we've watched, we've watched uh, some, we'll call them average performances, but you know, moments, moments like Sunday make it make all the bad days worth it. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's what we, you know, we live in hope for, don't we? That's that's the that's the life of a Salford fan. Generally, we, you know, we, we wait for these moments, um, and it, you know, you don't get them very often. We, you know, we we don't put scores on teams. Usually, if we win a game, it's it's been tight. They never make it easy for you, did it? There's always a heart attack somewhere along the line. <laughs> but going back to that that Wakefield tactic of from the kickoff, yeah. kicking short every time. I, I thought once once they'd realised the game had gone, they would have thought right. The best thing to do 
he's kicked the ball down and just pin him in there half. Just keep keep it in Salford's half. And they kept going for this short kickoff that wasn't working. And I, I don't know. I don't know whether it, it should have come from the coach or the skipper or, or you know, whoever. But it seemed a bit brainless because it, all it was doing was setting us up. So a 10, 15 minute shot, uh, meters shot of the halfway line on the first tackle, hmm. which made life even easier for us. But yeah, it was a, a, a very, a very strange tactic. But I just want to, you know, pick out a couple of individuals really that yep. we 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 mentioned him a few times. But I thought I thought Alex Gerrard was was first class the other day. Again, he's probably his best time in a, in a Salford shirt, and maybe. Having that contract signed and knowing where he's going to be for the next few years or settling down, and he looked brilliant. Tyler Dupree, again, how's this kid slipped through everybody's fingers? <laughs> if he carries on like that, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not joking. I think he, he's got what it takes still at his age to make some kind of international. He is, he's strong as an ox and he runs. He, he, the pace of him for a big lad, I mean, mm. again, they couldn't handle him. And you could go on about Martin and Harvey Levet with them two, them two grubbers. But what's he doing? He's a he's a back rower. Yeah, calm down a bit. But super Andy Ackers again, massively unsung hero this year. Andy, I think he's he's been, you know, overlooked quite a bit. But he's his, he's he's in top form. And then, like I say, you've got the back line of Croft and Sneed, Dion Cross again, baggy bagging of the season without a doubt. That 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 first try he scored. Uh, yeah, I, it was a it was one of them things that you, you see St. Tellings do, or you know somebody like that. Salford don't score tries like that. Um, he just ghosted through, and it, it, the Wakefield players were looking at each other, going, "What? What's just happened? How have they got over?" But yeah, mainly, mainly the, the forwards that really worked hard because again we've struggled this year with with forwards. Haven't we? we were short in numbers, and and they've really stood up. And uh, but them two, Gerard and, and Dupree, were, were superb. And Watkins again. I mean, what a new lease of life he's got in this in the back row. He, he, at the moment, he's probably in the top, what, three or four back rowers running about, I think. Um, you know, you've got the Liam Farrells of the world and people like that, but he's he's well up there at the moment. Yeah. Obviously, talk about Tyra Dupree, Taz. The young players, there's just no fear. Is he? And he's, he's taking on sort of the, the best in, well, you know, in Super League, you know, one of the top forwards and he's just rampaging through. And like Parker said about uh, Callum Watkins, you know, a, a great player, you know, always wins collision for me, always lands on his front, speeds the player the ball up. And, and that's what you, you need going forward. You need quick ball. And uh, we've got plenty of that Sunday. Yeah, we did. When I was watching it back every now and again in a set, like twice in a set, if that, they were getting turned on the backs. And straight away, the ref was telling them off and they was off. Like, they weren't testing the ref to anything. <laughs> You've got to play, you know, the, the strengths, aren't you? And if you know that referee isn't isn't going to penalise you, then you hang on that a little bit more. But I think, you know, Salford were winning collisions, Parker. You know, left, right and centre and Wakefield were, were really struggling. I think also the fact that Salford scored, I think it was two tries twice, you know, back-to-back, which sort of kills the team, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah very much so. I, I, I mean, our discipline as well was... Was a lot better than it has been, which which helps when you're not giving the opposition, you know, field position and and, and possession. Just just cutting out silly little things, you know, the, giving these restarts and all that. Uh, but one player I missed out there, I did mean to mention, is Sam Luckley. Mm. Uh, he had a massive impact off the bench when he eventually got on. It seemed to take forever for him to get on the pitch. He was he was warming up like Tim Yonkers used to do, you know. He, <laughs> Tim Yonkers. He, he'd do a full workout before he got on the pitch, but when he got on. 
He's brilliant. Again, he's got that offload, hasn't he, Sam? He's he, he well underused for that. But I think I think the discipline for us was, was really good. And there's, I think they got pinged a few times harshly. We've seen that against us this year. And a couple of times I sort of thought, was it really? You know what I mean? I, I'd have let it go. But, but we, we've been punished for it, so maybe it was just our turn. It was probably the perfect storm for us on Sunday. Everything we tried sort of came off after that first five or six minutes. Everything Wakefield did went wrong. And it's one of them days where you've just got to make hey, If that's the way it's going to be, you know this week it can all turn around. You know, Warrington could turn into Melbourne Storm all of a sudden this week. That's how it works for, well, in rugby in general, but certainly for us. No, I was so proud on, on Sunday. that the, the way they played, they, they played with smiles on their faces, didn't they? They looked like they were enjoying it. And, uh, you know, long may it continue. And let's, uh, I mean, it'd be great to do it again this weekend. It would. It would be amazing. Obviously, look, sort of looking back at the game, couple of sort of the late tries, one from uh, Joel Burgess, one from Ken Seal. Looks like Burgess was in touch. Looks like a forward pass to to Seal. But you know, Parker, we've waited twenty years for two two of them decisions, so we'll take them. Definite, definite tries. Um, <laughs> oh, but it's strange actually because I was looking down the touch now, and everybody knows you know what my eyes are like. <laughs> They're not the best, and uh, but I kept an eye on Burgess, and I thought. My brother was was next to me, and he, but we he's got that down. He's got that ball down. Neither of us had actually looked at the touchline, mm. and the fact that he might as well have been in the stand with us, he was <laughs> yeah. that far over. Like you say, you you get him, and when you do, you've got to you've got to take. And we've had it done to us loads of times. I mean, you know, there's countless occasions where the opposition have got a try that we know wasn't shouldn't have been. It was a forward pass, or or you know whatever. They're not counting the build up. The referee somehow missed. And this, this was our turn. I'm trying to think of one now from this season. There was one this year that was definitely a, a no-try. The referee gave, and it was like, what? Yeah. So we, we've got ours. Maybe, maybe sadly, we've got them both in the same game. And we won't get another one. No, it's a bit of luck. And let's be honest, they didn't make a difference to the result. Yeah. You know, they weren't, especially Joe's. I mean, at the end there, it, it didn't matter. The only thing was, we got a bit close to 80 points. We went through again, didn't we, near the end? And, forward pass just pulled us back but it is what it is and you know as much as I feel for Wakey in that way it's, it happens to us all the time Paul spoke to Joe Burgess and Ryan Briley after the game and this is what I have to say Right delighted to say Joe Burgess joins me again you must have enjoyed that out there today everything seemed to go right how did you finish that last try I thought you were in touch well <laughs> I've just seen a picture of it and I'm a mile out to be honest oh, yeah. I'm a mile out but I got told that the touch judge got taken out slightly, you know, as the right. team passed it me. Right. So, to be fair to him, he probably didn't see, he probably just seen the last bit where I was hovering above the fourth. You'll take that, though. If you get the golden boot hey. at the end of the season, you'll take it, <laughs> won't you? Two rounds, I will. <laughs> How do you sum up that performance today? I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting that, but today, some of the stuff that you did, it was like stuff you'd, you'd do on the training pitch, and did it, Did you have that confidence to do things like, like set moves from a scrum and things like that? Well, after the start, we had it. We went six points behind, and I honestly thought it was going to be one of the toughest games of this year. Um, but as soon as we, it was just a, it, it, it was just a snowball effect for them. Nothing went right for them, and everything went right for us. Um, yeah, like you said, it was like it was like being on a training paddock. Um, our skills on today was quite sharp, offloads, and yeah. Um, How does it feel when that you, you get that roll on? Does the confidence just grow and you just try everything, don't you? Everything seems to it come off. It feels very good, and especially when you're not blowing at your ass all game. <laughs> yeah, and it you've was, got Brody um, Croft, Mark Snee, Ryan Briley, all exactly. these guys in the pivots putting you in as well. Yeah, um, they, they were quality today. They, they really run the show. And 
points up and they're still saying patience and they're still yeah. organising the show so yeah, credit to them today. It was a crossroads game today, wasn't it? You know, defeat today would have taken second bottom in the table, a big victory. You've got Warrington away next week. Now, got to build on that and start looking at the table. 100%. And it's another team next week who is in a similar position to us, just like sniffing around that area. So They just can't score. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, as long as, yeah, I mean, that's going to help us today, the points difference. Um, I think it, we got told in the chain rooms that it's our, the record. Yeah, it is, yeah. Salford's record. So, big boost, big confidence boost for us all. And, yeah, just need to take it into next week, man. Thanks very much for speaking to us, mate. Thank you. All the best. Cheers. See you next week. All right, Brian Braley joins me. A big win today. What was it like to play in that? I just asked your Burgess the same sort of thing. Your confidence was flying there, but not the best start to the game, but what, what sort of went right there after that? Yeah, obviously our attack was, was good and um, probably a big improvement from, from last time out. We just a, bit, a little bit more clinical, if I'm honest, and passes stuck. And you, you have games like that. I, I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't read too much into it that them things can happen. Um, obviously, we went through a, a quality side, so. I don't think there's anything to, to worry about from, from either side, to be honest. I just think more important for us, it was the two points. I think that was the, the goal going into the game. We would have took a 1-0, to be honest. Um, it's nice to score some points, but ultimately it's, it's only worth two points. So. It was a pivotal game, wasn't it, today? Because if you lose the game, you're second bottom, down with the dead men. You've won the game, now you're looking up the table. You've got Warrington away next week. I, I mean, how's this last two weeks been for you? You know, you've had a break with the international break. How have you spent that as a team? Have you been working on certain moves and things like that on the training ground? Or has it been a bit of relaxation time for you? Yeah, not so much. It's hard. We've got a load of injuries, so I think, yeah. you know, we're down to our last 18 yeah. players yeah. today. Um, so the coaching staff done a great job in, in making sure we're fresh and more mentally than anything. So it's a long season, isn't it? And you've got a lot of games to come and, and, uh, and work through. So we've had a bit of time off and, and more importantly, getting our roles right within the team and, uh, me, Brody and Sneedy have a lot of meetings with each other, uh, a lot of dialogue, so we have a lot of um, meetings on our own without the coaching staff as well, about how we're going to try and pick a team off, because ultimately we're the three who are on the pitch and we're the three making the, the big decisions, so um, ultimately I know we've, we took a bit of stick on the, on the wing game, um, especially our attack, so I'll probably give it a big, big rap to Brody and Sneedy, um, how they executed and, and put me in a lot of space today. I think there's a, there's a couple of tries there. I mean, they could be like tries of the season contenders, couldn't they? I mean, there was a few there, you know, passes out the back door, that try from a set scrum. You know, that must be pleasing. You know, what's Paul Rowley said to you after the game? I mean, it's, it's always difficult after a defeat, but after something like that, what do you say to your players? Well, well what I will say, I, I would, the biggest insult people can throw at us is that we're off the cuff because we're not. We're, a lot of our players are, are, are structured. Everyone needs to be in the right spot and if they're not in the right spot, it breaks down. Yep. So all 13 need to be in the right spot at the right time um, with, a, with, a, with a bit of quality on the end of it which also Sneedy and Brody possess so um, I think ultimately it's, it's a bit of a reward from a lot of hard work I think the Wigan game the first 40 minutes was the most intense game I've ever been involved in this season and the forward put a real good effort so it was nice to give them a bit of breather today and, and score some points and um, massive credit to, to them boys that they, they've done it tough last couple of weeks and put the body in front and, and really worked hard so listen you know also we'll all get the floor it's the backs for scoring the fancy drive and stuff but um, them boys deserve, deserve a special mention Warrington next Sunday you've got to go there and do the, the business again I mean we're not saying score 70 points but the, the moment the way they're playing at the moment you must be confident of getting a result in that game as well it's, it's a weird one because I think from fourth down I think anyone can make the playoffs mm. Um, and you win two games and you're in the mix you lose two games and you're staring at relegation again so it's a a strange one it is um, ultimately Warrington will turn the corner they've got too many quality players 
with a quality coach. Just hopefully it's not against us. I think if you go there with the right attitude, though, that, that game's there for their taking. I mean, Warrington had a bit had a good win against us last time there and turned a bit of a corner, didn't they, after a bad run of results? And we don't want the history to repeat yeah. itself. But I think if you, you guys get your attitude right, you, you're going to get the points. Well, I think it's it's important to understand Warrington didn't, didn't concede a point the weekend. Mm. So, ultimately, they're, they're clearly defending well. Mm. So, if we give enough cheap ball and turn the ball over in the wrong areas... They've got enough quality in like to George Williams to, to break it down and, and they will score points. So I think for us is making sure that we handle the ball the right way and, and not I remember when we played them last time we was a bit frustrated how we kind of turned the ball over because I think physically we was okay against them, I think. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say we was bullied or dominated or something. So we'll we'll get an opportunity to, to play well and that's on us if we if we take it or not. I think our attitude needs to be needs to be bang on. See Tim, our attitude needs to be bang on. Um, against a, a really quality side but I think for us now it's about just making sure we're good each and every week regardless I, I don't think it, it, it doesn't suit us as a team being 9 out of 10 and being a 2 out of 10 we need our our team to be a 7, 8 out of 10 every week to, to get any sort of result because our squad's not big enough and we, and, we don't, and we don't spend the most money so ultimately it's always going to be that, that test against our squad we've got a small squad and we're ravaged by injuries at the moment um, but our circle's tight and that's a testament to, to Paul Rowling and staff well done today Ryan best of luck next week mate so that was Joe Burgess and Ryan Brownley after the game Taz and Joe Burgess sort of talks about the snowball effect and hopefully they can kick on here and uh, push for a playoff spot yeah because when they had momentum in that game it didn't stop mm. like when they came back from the first half normally it takes you a bit to get going again but they just went straight at it yeah like, Saying they scored again, it's like, oh, <laughs> that's it. It's like you say, it's all about, about, about momentum, Parky. And obviously, you know, he, he talks about the Warrington game and how it's a, a crossroad game for both us and them because obviously, you know, the winner can kick on and look for that playoff uh, spot. Well, that's the thing I, I said last week about the playoffs, and I said I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't looking at them now. I think, I think our problem has been all season just being too inconsistent, you know, win one or two really well and then lose two games on the bounce three games on the bounce it, it, it's not going to work and that's what you know Joe's obviously saying there about this momentum we've got to keep it going once you've got on a bounce like that if we can get through this you know get two points this week I think you've got after that is it, it Huddersfield yeah and it, it magic then to lose you, you, you don't know it you know and that's that's what we need if we're going to try and make the playoff but I think for now I'm, I'm just happy that we've that that win was a massive win uh, I think it got a monkey off our back a little bit in, in terms of the gap now between us and Toulouse and even Wakefield, to be fair. But the points difference and everything else, it, it's done us a massive favour. But no, I, I understand what Joe's saying. And it, we've got to take that confidence with us now. Not forget what we did this week that was so good that could, you know, that can take us through. Um, but it's a big period. You don't know we, two or three wins here. And you could be looking at the playoffs because... Having watched, you know, the Warrington Hull game the other night, sadly, I had to watch it, um, which was awful. You know, a lot, of, a lot of them teams in that middle part seem to be throwing it away every week. Leeds again this week. You know, nobody seems to want that that fifth place or whatever. So fifth and sixth place. So, it, it, you know, it could be in our hands, but we just need to, to you know, back back up this week. There's no good doing what we did on Sunday and getting hammered this week. It's, it's just not going to work. So. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope what Joe said is, you know, in the camp, and I'm sure it is, I'm sure they're all buzzing, 
Um, and uh, just get the Darren do it again this week. Yeah, Taz. Ryan Briley said it's all about keeping that mentality fresh. And, and and sort of pushing for that for that playoff spot. And he, and he spot on he talked about sort of how sort of the well the attack is going and keeping the momentum going to the next few games. If they keep that mindset though, then they've set an aim in place. So that's the main goal then. And even if like if they lose by a couple of points, even if they've done what they've set to do, they'll even feel better going on to the next game after that mm-hmm. because then they know that they've got like they're doing stuff right to be able to keep on going. Hmm. And that's the important thing, Park. It's about momentum in this time of, time of the season. Like you said, teams around us are all dropping points. So if we pick up the points, the gap will close and we'll pass them. And that's that's the important thing when you're chasing a playoff spot is beating the teams around you. Yeah, and I think this week's a big a big thing. For, I know Warrington seems to be signing every player under the sun at the moment <laughs> going into this week. Um, but if we can go away there and get a win, that's, that's another massive boost to us because one of the things we don't do a lot is win away from home. You know, we we can win home, home games quite a bit. We, we we do okay at home, but we just don't seem to have that that bit of luck away from home. And, you know, that could be another thing that, you know, another sort of barrier broken down that we've been to one of the so-called big boys, if you like, and took the point. We were unlucky at Saints. We were unlucky at Wigan. You know, we, we've got close. Even even Wakefield early in the season, we got close to them and, and, and just missed out. It's just getting over that barrier. And, and this week, it now is, is a chance to sort of break through that and show that we've, you know, we've got the metal. We go back to back week after week, even with 18, 19 fit players, whatever it is. Hmm. But we've got, like you say, and it's that word again, it's that momentum we need. And if we get through that, then who knows where we can be. This is the highlights from the Paul, Paul Rowley uh, press conference. Coach's corner. Uh, yeah, it's really rewarding for the players. I think um, you know you would imagine more more uh, records for Salford have been on the kind of the other side. So to to get something so positive associated with the club and the players is. It's just reward for the lads uh, and, and really something to be proud of for, for the whole club and the, and the sporters as well. So we're, we're really delighted with that. We don't take that lightly at all. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Now, I, I don't think you can ever see something like that coming, you know, but um, yeah, we probably, we, we tussled for about 15 minutes there, but then I would say for the... For the next 65 minutes, we, we, we built pressure. We, we got become more and more dominant. And, and I think understatement would be say we controlled the game. I, I think we actually attacked the game and, and absolutely, you know, we, we were on a course for of action that, you know, it happens every now and again, very rarely. But, uh, uh, we, you know, we, and everyone said, as a coach, you'd expect they don't get carried away lying to come out. But... Um, I think, I think on days like this, I think you're enjoy, allowed to enjoy it, and, uh, and and why not? We should do, and and our fans should, especially they can get carried away. We'll keep our feet on the ground, but they they should get carried away and have a good night on the back of it. So that was Paul Rowley talking about the victory at Taz, and he was talking about how much of a positive positive result it was for the club, and how we didn't see it coming, and now he's hoping that him, the players, and the fans can enjoy this moment. Yeah, definitely, because 
if they've not been winning as well, like if they lost from Wakefield once, you'd expect like it to be a close game or another loss. Hmm. So it's the point difference. It's massive. It is. I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. It was like I say, it was a blowout scoreline parking. Obviously, you know, one of the main, main reasons for that was was Brody Croft. He was took off with sort of 20 minutes to go. And Paul Ra- Paul Rowley uh, spoke about the emotion of him getting a sort of a, a standing ovation uh, after his uh, sort of international weekend and his fantastic game against Wakefield. It really kind of touched him, I think. Oh, I mean, he, he smiled because obviously I sit just to the right of the, the, the dugout, if you like. And, the smile on his face when he was coming off was it, it was it, that that was a man who enjoyed what he what he did. Do you know what I mean? That's a man who loves his job. He, he came off the park with this grin on his face, and it, it was just. I think he, you know, when he looked round and saw all the fans out of the seats, and obviously, I mean, you, you would love that, but he, he deserved it, and that's what a luxury to have to be able to take him off with all that time to go. You know, give him a rest because he didn't get a rest the week before like everybody else. Well, besides, you know, uh, Kenny Seo and and uh, Cal Watkins, he was just majestic the other day. Absolutely, it was beautiful to watch. Um, I, I said while I was in the stand, can you imagine having him and Hastings together now? Just absolute dream stuff. He did. He showed. He showed on on Sunday why he is an NRL player. And why he will be again. There's no doubt about that. And no wonder Paul Rowley was, 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 you know, gushing over him, really. I mean, he was, it was a special performance from him. I mean, he was aided, you know, by, by other, other players. Let's not, you know, take that away from him. But he's been, he's been good all year, hasn't he, Rowley? And he's got better and better. He's learning the, the game. And I think, I think the conditions suited him the other day. Nice dry pitch, bit of sunshine here and there. It wasn't, it wasn't glorious, like, but it wasn't too bad. Rather than fighting against the wind and rain, uh, which he'll probably have to do this week, but um, you give him a flat track, and and with our back line, and he just all clicked. Yeah, he's some player, and, and Paul Rowley obviously spoke highly about about him, but obviously the the whole performance would have caught anybody out. But he he must have known. I think Paul knew. Somebody could get a bit of a beating off us if we did get a chance to let loose. Because he said it all the time. He's never been worried about performances or anything like that. He's a, it's been about process a lot of the time. And playing this way, you know, it won't work every time. And we will get punished. But when it does work, well, we've just seen the result of what can happen. Yeah, nearly had a podcast bingo there, Parker. Firming up the grounds, nearly. It was there, but yeah. it wasn't. Ne- yeah, Neil Baines lost two stone. <laughs> that's, be... that's tomorrow's story, Parker. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, just all round, just, just, you know, brilliant to see. And I think, I don't think there's a, the only sad thing from the day for me was the, was the crowd. People really, really, you know, I hope people listening to this now who, 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 you know, didn't go or whatever, but you really need to get there. You really need to watch this. I mean, the style of rugby is brilliant to see. But the club really need us right now. It's it's very very tough for, for for the team. I mean, we're looking at this this 19 fit players we had the other day. Obviously, we we could have lost a couple this week and all suspension and that kind of thing. We we can't bring anybody in. Hands are tied, and yet we all want to see the best of Salford and the best of what Paul Rowley's teams can produce. We need people to turn up. Um, the, this this lethargy of, of certain Salford. You know, sections of Salford fans didn't 
isn't good enough. People get off the backsides and come down. If you can't come down, you know, the next home game after last week, I, I, I think we're in, you know, we're, we're in mega trouble. You know, that, that's my plea to, to anyone who's listening. If you've got a mate who doesn't go anymore or what, just drag them down. Come and see us because, like you say, we, we, we need it right now. We're fighting against a lot of odds uh, and it must be really tough for those higher up at the club who make these big key decisions looking forward to next year you know trying to sign players to, trying to keep players uh, it's a real stretch and and you watch that on Sunday and you think well, how many were there you know to see it wouldn't it have been great if it had been double that many mm. you know the amount we got against Wigan brilliant the atmosphere the players deserve that and the club deserve it for everything they're doing on and off the pitch and it's just a little rant there but that's that's my only disappointment from this weekend. Yeah, it, it is a it is a it's a frustration probably for the for the club because obviously we've talked throughout the season, haven't we, about you know the initiatives they put on and you know going to the schools and and, and going to the, the local youth clubs and, and the armed forces and you know we, we've kind of engaging out with people in the community to say come and come and watch us and it's it's how you convert the the fans who are, or the people who are coming to watch that one sort of event we'll call it into a fan that comes three times a season off their own back and then turns into a fan who, who might buy half a season ticket the season after and then the season after buys a full season ticket it's how you manage to kind of set them on the way on that on that process parking and I think it's a sort of a difficult situation because you're asking someone to to go from you know day out to to committed yeah. fan and it's it's, yeah. a, it's a bit of a journey for them as well, as well as us. Yeah, I don't. I haven't got the answers. It's easy for us, you know. We're 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 addicts. It's it's what we do. You know, we can't live without it. You know, the winter months are awful, aren't they? But something's got got to change. You can, you know, that you know the interest's there. I know it's there. We know that people will turn up when you know. We took fourteen thousand to Old Trafford. I mean, where are they? You know, where are they now? Um, I think this this week was a a, a huge sort of. Indicate the amount of people who've stopped me in the last few days. What a win! You know, people who don't go. What a great win! You know, we we must have played well. We must have played well. That's this weed business, you know. <laughs> um, we yeah, we just and you need people to get behind them. It's it's not just to support the team. It's the club. It's like you say, you know, the ladies' team now. What what we we speak about every week. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, absolute pride of, of what we do at the moment. The learning disability uh, team, you know, I, I went down to see them on on uh, Sunday. You know, everything that's going on, this money's got to come from somewhere. You know, and the club, the club need the help. They're doing everything they can. They're setting everything up. That you know, the players getting out to, to the amateur clubs now to you know to go and pay visits. We just need a little bit back, I think. I think the club need a bit back. And I, I know it's not easy. It's not easy watching a team that gets beat more times than it wins. I, I accept that, but, you know, come and give us give us another chance. Come and see this and, uh, you know, keep keep playing like we did on Sunday and I'm sure, that, you know, people start rolling back in. Yeah. For me, Taz, it's just about being consistent. It's playoffs consistently for three to five seasons because, Traditionally, Salford have uh, the ability to to miss the playoffs every every season. We've got there a couple of times, but people on the outside of our Salford Devils bubble only look at that league table. And if Salford are sort of ninth, tenth, eleventh, they're thinking. Hmm. But if you're in the playoffs consistently, year in year out, 
and they're looking at that league table in the newspaper or on the TV, they'll be thinking, regardless whether Salford are playing well and who's playing for Salford, they'll think, you know what, I might go match Salford because they're, you know, they're in the they're in the shout for a playoff spot. Yeah, I think that's the trouble like now, isn't it? But even like when a team loses, there's still good rugby within a loss. Hmm. I think that's the more frustrating part because no matter who you support, what what team it is, you'll still have people turning up every week. Even the person at the bottom of the league, like they'll still have consistent fans hmm. and everyone needs to keep on doing it. Yeah, that's all about Parky investing in the youth. Sounds like the club that they're on to that. And then hopefully that's like a long-term thing really for me though, because, you know, the kids will grow up, they will have kids and then you've got like a, a cycle, aren't you? But it's a start, which is great. Yeah, it's very much chicken and egg, isn't it? I mean, like you say there, you want you want a team to be in the playoffs every year. Well, what you'll find is the teams that are in the playoffs are the teams with the most money generally. Yeah. You know, I could have told you at the start of the year that St. Helens, Wigan, Catalan would probably be in the top three this year. It looks like they will. And we did I did say at the start of the year that well, ourselves, Wakefield and Toulouse would probably be at the bottom, the three with the least amount of money. It's, it's just how it works. It's the same in any sport. It's very rare that one team without money would, would get in. We managed it in, what, 2019. We upset everybody back then. But without that money, you don't build a good team. So you need people coming through the doors. People won't come through the doors unless you, they're watching a winning team. It's, it's very difficult. Again, we need it all just to come together now. We might not win every week, but we can build and we are building with with everything that the club's doing. You know, and I'm not I'm not just back in the club here, you know, it, I'm sure they know they could they could do more, but again, you probably need money to do it. Mm. You know, to, to get the message out. I got a I got a taxi to the game on, on Sunday and he, I said, I'm going to the stadium and he said, What stadium? <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm going to the AJ Bell. He said, Is there a game on? Now yeah. that's a local taxi driver. So that's you see, we've we've got a long way to go ourselves. But as a fan, we, we can spread the word a little bit. And like like they say every week, if you've got a mate, bring him with you. Yeah. You know, let him see what this is all about. But for me, it's an exciting time for the club because the structure's in place at the club now. We've never had this sort of uh, ladies and learning disabilities team and physical disabilities team. And, you know, it, it, it feels to me like a real rugby league club now, uh, when before it, it might have just been a first team and, and, a, and a load of fans. So that's a, that's a positive. And you're just hoping that message can get sort of projected out now to the people of Salford who will wait, finally wake up to the fact that they've got uh, something to enjoy. So let's talk about stats now, Parker. Tackling. Mm. Uh, top tacklers, Alex Gerrard with 22, Callum Watkins with 21, Andy Ackers 20 and Harvey Levet 22. Obviously, scoring 74 points, not doing much tackling. Yeah, there wasn't much to do, was there really, besides early on. I don't I don't remember too many occasions where Wakefield actually had the ball. I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, not a, you know, I just don't... Every time they kicked off, they gave it us, we went down the other end and scored. It was it was that simple. But the key was, though, it, when it was work to be done, it was done. Mm. You know, what the, the the first try was a little bit disappointing. I think, I, I'm not going to name names, but I think a player switched off a little bit. And it, switching off early on in the first five or six minutes isn't great. But uh, and the second one was a great pass at Lino out to the wing, uh, caught Kenny Seo out of, out of position. But other than that, 
even when Waitsford had the ball, they didn't look like they could threaten us. Solid. But the, the one thing was about our defence, and we mentioned it earlier, though, about not giving penalties away, how quick we were getting off and getting back in line. You know what I mean? Getting getting that defensive structure set. Proud of one person just hanging on and somebody... To, it looked so well drilled on Sunday. And Waitsford, there, there was a spell in the first half where they got... They were, they were trying to get a bit of a roll on. They had, they had three or four really sort of quick play the balls. But our, our line was back as quick as it could be and, and just stopped them dead. And they weren't getting, you know, I think in a set of six, they were getting like 30 metres. Well, you know, that's usually us. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they, defensively, wasn't really a major, a major task for us this week. Uh, a lot of lads probably had the afternoon off a little bit. Yeah, you 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 locate yourself in the in the in the middle, Taz. What's what's the secret in 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 defence? I think me as a middle because I'm quite like smaller than the rest. I'm the one who nags you. <laughs> Everyone's ready, set, and moving back up. Because sometimes if I'm next to someone and see I'm not moving, they'll be like, "Well, I don't have to." Hmm. Some of our forwards kind of need the energy, like right, me and you in this tackle now. There's me and Ness normally does it as well because mm. we can like split sides. So I'll be like in between a prop and a second row and she'll be in between a prop and a second row to keep him working. So then it kind of works out. But then some people do get tired and that's normal and some mm. just have to work harder for that tackle. Yeah. I suppose you have to be a bit more clever like hanging on just that little bit extra second to get him back. Yeah, definitely. And... We've been working a lot on uh, peeling when mm. tackling because sometimes, because you hear the ref shout, mm. like, oh, I've got to go. But we're kind of learning the new girls into it as well that that's not really the case. Like, you do have to show movement, but you don't have to get up and run. No. And mm. well. I think we'll call that game management. I think that's what that's what I, we'll, we'll put that under the game management title, Parker. Uh, yeah. Top meter makers. We always say on the podcast that over a hundred is is always a good sign. Uh, Ryan Bradley, one hundred and twenty-five. Ken Seal, one hundred and sixty-five. Callum Watkins, one hundred and eighteen. Tim Laffey, one hundred and four. Joe Boyd Burgess, one hundred and ninety. Brody Croft, one hundred and eleven. Alex Gerrard, eighty-seven. Tyra Derpiece, seventy-two. And Elijah Taylor, seventy-two. So uh, yeah, made made mega meters there. Yeah, again, it was more the three quarters, wasn't it? Because we were, we were in such good field position and attacking from, from you know, good areas. Uh, they, they were always going to make the meters. Alan Watkins, uh, as a back rower, that's, that's some effort, that. That's, mm. that's you know, tremendous. Um, I'm, I'm surprised, though, a couple of forwards didn't make a little bit more, but obviously they didn't have to because the damage was done. Like we like said before, it was two drives. And then let the ball go. You know, the back line really, I suppose he would make all the metres, 190-odd for, for Joe Burgess. You know, it's hard work that scoring tries, Lark, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, there was a time, in the, in, in, I don't know if you remember it, when uh, the Wakefield chipped over and the ball bounced a little bit and we're all like, oh, and Burgess got it. And, and he made uh, Tom Lynham look absolutely ridiculous. He just turned him inside out. Lynham sort of looking around and where's he gone? You know, Bert, I think Burgess is in the absolute form of his life at the moment. Remember, I think it was after the the Leeds game, the first Leeds game, mm. where Paul Rowley had said he thought he was good enough to be, you know, yeah. the international fold. Playing like that, 
He does have an error in it. I know that. I've looked at the stats. Um, but with ball in hand, he, he's got to be one of the best wingers around at the moment. We, I think we're starting to see what, what we expected when we signed him. And we, when we all thought, why on earth are Wigan let him go? But uh, he, he, can he say, oh, again, we're in the ball in. You know what you get him. Tim LaFayette. It'd be interesting to see what uh, Dion Cross got on all because he, he must have made a few. Mm. No, I've not got them. Did write him down, Parky, so he couldn't have been in the in the top. No, no, um, no. You know, nine or whatever. Really, I mean, going forward again, the, the main one as well there is Brody Croft, isn't it? Yeah. Making meters like that from standoff is is absolutely tremendous. He had the freedom of the park, and like like we we say, and Paul says it quite a lot when he's on. He's uh, could have played in the dinner suit. Yeah. You know, no nobody could touch him. He was that good. So, uh, yeah, no, good week all round. Not too much defensive work, which is good. So, the lads should be fairly fresh. Just hope they haven't run their legs off. Yeah. And obviously, everyone was super excited about it. Even Paul Rowley was excited about it. I can remember speaking to him, I think it was after the Leeds game, and he talked about, I had to sort of try to G him up, saying, oh, you know, we're all going to, big playoff push now. And he was like, oh, you know, just got to settle down, have a cup of tea and, you know, ponder it. And I was like, thinking to myself, I wonder how many cup of tea he's going to have on Sunday to, to recover from this. You know, something stronger, I would have thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, so big thanks for your three three word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, James Hoskinson, uh, what an afternoon. His man of the match was Brody Croft. Steve Bennett, outstanding team effort. Croft, Richard Martin, same again, please. Sneed, Alistair Ward, unbelievable. His man of the match was Brody Croft. And Alex Gerrard can't have one. Can only, can only have one, Alistair, unfortunately. Uh, Sarah Bocott, outstanding team performance. Uh, Brody Croft, uh, Matt Carr. Shows our capability, Croft. Sniffer Blair, Paul Hume, record breaking Reds, Croft. Stephen Parkin, the sofa roller coaster. His man of the match was uh, Brody Croft. Ricky P and his dogs in sale. Liquid Rugby League, Croft. David Deakin, the best, the very best. Uh, and his man of the match was all of them. Mark, fantastic display, Croft. Phil Roberts, oh my God, Brody Croft. Colin Reynolds, wow, just wow, Brody Croft. Richard Andrew, unbelievable, Jeff. Croft, you said still in shock, Croft. Uh, Paul Carney, Champagne Rugby, Croft. So we can see a pattern approaching here, uh, Saz. Definitely a pattern, that, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> I think it's a parrot just going I on. I, I think I just like could just edit myself in just saying it. So <laughs> saves me doing it now. But it shows, though, doesn't it? It only takes one player as well to make rugby league, rugby league, like that one person on the pitch, which obviously was Croft, he started the show and ended it. Yeah, Les Keenan, absolute quality all round, Watkins, Simon Lee, full planet execution, Croft, OSF, fantastic performance, Croft, Chris and Janet Shenton, everything clicked, Burgess, uh, KDL, not so silent assassin, that's for Croft, Christopher Sloan, Champagne Rugby League, Croft, uh, Duncan Duncan, he missed it. He was at Glasgow, Parker. Well, it's not good enough, is it? <laughs> yeah. I'll have to keep my keep yourself quiet about that, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um No, what's interesting there though is, is obviously Crofty we, we we know he was man of the match, he was brilliant, but it wasn't like he was the only player that stood out. Do you know what I mean? He, he, the whole team were, were magnificent and yet if listening to that, you would think it was one of them. You know, nobody else bothered or, or whatever. Because we've had that before where we've had a poor performance and only one or two players have stood out. 
this week it was a complete opposite. You could have picked absolutely anybody. I mean, Bird has got a mention there. Got an trick. How many times get an trick and not get man of the match? Yeah, yeah. I thought, like I say, Dion Cross. I thought Alec Gerrard and, and Tyler Dupree, and obviously Argo the vet setting up a couple of tries. And mm-hmm. it, it could have been absolutely anyone, um, and yet Croft has obviously run away with it. And uh, I think he's just extending his lead at the at the top of the player of the year poll right now by by quite a bit. Mm. Uh, ben Wheeler, very good response. Gerard, Heather Robinson, capitalised on mistakes, Croft. Simon Lee, he said he was a capitalised on mistakes. Magician, Croft. Andy Lancashire, sensational running at rugby. Joel Burgess, Gary Wheel, uh, Van Dabidoze, Croft. So, uh, yeah. Fantastic uh, team performance, one of the uh, one of the best uh, you know in a long, long time. Record-breaking Reds as well, Parker. Biggest home win I think in in Super League, and the biggest is it gap between us and them. Yeah, it, it, it's a strange one, really, isn't it? Because when it was happening, it didn't seem to sink in with me at all. That you know, this is this is something I've never seen. Because um, remember, for for years, wasn't that? Our record score ever, something like 74 points for about, so we beat Gateshead by 100. I think it was, I think it was that against Liverpool back in, you know, whatever it was, in the 30s or something. Um, and it, 74 just seems to sort of stick out. But in Super League, the way it is now and the professionalism and, and everything else, it, it's so rare that something like that would happen. Um, you know, we all remember we've had a, we've had a couple of, mm. unfortunately, Actually, dish one out it was massive. I know, like I say, the Castleford game last year was was different. Great, you know, but uh, to 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 do that to a a, a decent and confident Wakefield team mm. is is something else, and it's something I probably won't sink in for a while yet because we're in the middle of it. But I think I'll probably look back maybe at the end of the year and go. Wow, that was you know that was something special. Who knows? One day, tell the grandkids about. I'm not got my own kids, but I'll have, you know, <laughs> find put, some. <laughs> put the middleman out, it'll be fine. So, yeah, so that was the chat about the, the, the men's win. We'll talk about the, the Learners Billy Rugby League Festival, Parky. You said you went down before the game, sort of talk us through it. Oh, well, I didn't, I think, I went down, I didn't catch it. Um, it all finished by the time we got there, it was oh. a bit, but I, I saw them all gathered together, uh, funny enough. I went over and spoke to, uh, Heather, Heather Robinson, I went over and spoke to her about it and it seemed to go really well. But the one thing that I really took from it was when, because they were all outside on the on uh, the hot dog vans outside, was all the teams that had taken, play, all t- taken part were all together. Hmm. There was no groups going off anywhere or anything like that. Uh, and they all had, you know, this, this big picture took together. But the atmosphere of it, it was so friendly and so relaxed. It made a massive... And I, I watched them for a bit, you know, I, I watched them interact and, and how they were. And it, it was... It, it's just such a delight to see. Um, like I say, I, I spoke to I spoke to her and she, she informed me that everything had gone really well, uh, as you would expect, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I got there for... I was going to be there earlier, but I got there... At, just before two and it had all finished. I was a bit surprised. Thought it'd be about another half hour at least. Mm. But um, no, it was it was the atmosphere of it, and they're all there and they're, you know all kitted out in the in the gear, the Wigan lads and, and everything else. And 
Well, it's just it's just really good to see, and hopefully we can have more of that um, over the next, you know, well, the next season maybe um, these little festivals. And it's but it was it was just like I say it was that that feeling of people were there just enjoying rugby, just enjoying playing and having a bit of fun. Uh, there was no pressure, and then at the end of the games, obviously no animosity against he plays for them and he's. It was just good fun. And then, obviously, they all stayed on, didn't they? And had a, a, a parade at our time and everything. It was, it was great to see. And, um, again, you know, like I say, to, to people who, who don't know or, or whatever, this is what's going on at the club. This is the kind of place that we are. And uh, you've got to get down and see it and get, get involved now. Yeah, I saw some footage on Twitter. Uh, Jamie Bradley try Parky kind of like sort of ghost around the referee, found a gap and, and went, Sort of thirty meters untouched. You know what? What a try! Uh, you know, he's, he's not not the first time he's done it as well. He did it at Wakefield away. He ghosted away from a Wakefield defense uh, there, so he, he knows where the line is. This kid. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was I was really really pleased with it. Um, he, yeah, he's getting a bit of a reputation now, isn't it? You want to be careful. some of the uh, some of the other clubs might be coming in to sweep for it. Have <laughs> that. Uh, no, it was a it was a great try, like you say. You, I think you saw it in Lee, didn't you? When he yeah. did. Go on there, and yeah, uh, he's got yeah, he's got a bit about him, really has. Um, but it's just just great to see because obviously he's not he's not the competitive edge to it. It's not, you know, it is. It's about having fun and enjoying yourself, and meeting and you know interacting and what what a benefit it is, you know, to 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 people who've been restricted from that. You've got to say, you know, for so long it's been no outlet for any of that, and not many sports do do that. Um, so you know, I'm just full of praise for for those that are involved and giving up their time to you know to to get this off the ground and and long may it continue. Yeah, Taz, it's fantastic. The, obviously, the LDRL team and 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 the physical disability rugby league team. You know, you know, playing in the community, enjoying it, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, it is, and especially why they're enjoying it too. It's an amazing atmosphere, isn't it? And people then around like Salford and stuff they'll start hearing about it and they'll be telling other people about it and it'll just go grow even further which it should do because it's it is something amazing that's happening yeah I'm going to give him a big name shout out now uh, John Lee Greg Jake Forbes Lee Forbes Jamie Bradley Dave Heffernan Jack Heffernan Ben Heffernan Sean Begley Jones Sean Robinson Ben Blood and Keith Blood uh, we know John Lee, Greg, don't we, Parker? Known John a long time, yeah. And he, his family and Sharon and uh, Kath and yeah, are big, massive Salford fans, huge Salford fans. Uh, I don't, I don't think they miss at all ever. Um, no, I'm delighted John's involved. John Lee, brilliant. I believe he scored <laughs> his debut, so that's that's good. Yeah, John Lee. I, I remember John being. Carried on at the Willows by uh, the likes of David Young when he was mascot. Even back then, he, you know, his family was such a big part of, of sort of their, their, their fixtures. Uh, and it's great to, to see him involved. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Obviously, keep keep going, and, and obviously we'll we'll keep our eye on it, and uh, you know we'll try and get down and, and watch the game. It's a, it sounds like a real good thing going on down there. So big thanks for tuning in to uh, the first part of the this week's podcast, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more Sulfur Devils chat.